for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Hey, how's it going? What's happening, man? Not much. So funny story. I forgot that you and Meg had switched your times because <laughs> I, like, I, I knew I had it in my memory yesterday. I was like, don't forget, Megan Layton switched times. And then I didn't change it on my notes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then you jumped in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That makes <laughs> uh, sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. Uh, how have things been going, man? Good. Uh, been busy. How about you? Same, 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 Try, you know, doing a, trying to get everything rolling. We, we had a radio show for there for a bit and I don't, I don't remember if you, you uh, knew about that or if you were on the podcast when we had started doing that. Yeah. Um, that was just rolling out last time. Uh, yeah. yeah. We had um, well that got canceled. Uh, basically, Excellent. basically what happened was the, uh, radio station didn't think rock music or independent rock music was profitable enough. And so mm. they switched it to a Spanish channel. Ah, cool. And so it's like, that's awesome, but I don't speak Spanish. So we're not gonna, yeah, we, we can't do that for you. So the show ended up getting canceled and we're in the process of trying to find a new home. If we have to do a genre change, that's not the most ideal situation but we'll make it work if we have to right yeah just just because rock is kind of where the heart is for the most part and we know the most about but we'll, we'll figure it out as things go so anyways um first off i want to thank you so much for jumping on here really appreciate it i was really glad to see that both you and meg had jumped i wanted to be a part of this and um uh how are things going in uh, nashville for you Good. Uh, yeah, we've been, you know, staying really busy. I'm playing a whole bunch these days, uh, for a good handful of people, some cool artists, uh, and it's been, it's been fun. It's been a good time. Nice. How's the, uh, how, how's your, uh, where are you kind of at creatively with your music? Are you, uh, writing, recording, uh, and getting ready to release where are you kind of at? That's the, the plan for early, uh, next year is, mm -hmm. is the game plan. Uh, I put out a whole, uh, project at the beginning of this year, which mm -hmm. was super fun. That was cool. Got to play a good bunch. Uh, and then since then I've actually been spending a lot of time being like a, a player for other people. Mm -hmm. So my own recording kind of took a little bit of a, of a backseat, which was fine. I was still playing a bunch of cool music, but the, the plan is early next year to start hitting it again and start recording my own stuff again and seeing where I, we go with that. Nice. Um, are you, so are you already writing towards that or are you kind of just uh, figuring it all out right now. Yeah. I've, I've been writing a, a handful of things towards that. The question is, I don't know what, what the next project is going to be. I know I'm going to do one thing that's more like folky, a little mm -hmm. bit more like acoustic folky. And then another thing that's going to be more, uh, prog instrumental, okay. like metal, nice. uh, yeah. two very different things. And I'm not sure which is going to be first, but, uh, it's going to be one of those is, is what I'm going to spend a little more time doing. Nice. That, that should be fun. Like, I love it when musicians just kind of stay, not stay in their lane. Cause that sounds mean, but like, stay, like they have their roots, but they're not afraid to step outside their roots without 
feeling like a poser, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like the, the prog rock album, that's going to be awesome. I, I haven't even heard anything, but I, I already know. So, um, uh, where, who do you usually, you usually record your own stuff when you, uh, start recording music or do you go to somebody in there in Nashville? Yeah. These days I've been doing it all myself. Thankfully, uh, you know, I've have, I've been lucky enough to have a couple good pieces of gear and software and whatnot. And, you know, yeah. DIY stuff has, has gotten to the point where you can do really cool stuff on your own, which is nice. Uh, so yeah, I mostly do most of the stuff myself. Uh, and then the one thing I know that I'm definitely not the best at is mastering, but thankfully I have a good friend in uh, Denver actually mm. that I've known for years that normally takes care of that for me. Nice. It's always good. And honestly, uh, one thing that I've learned doing the live and amplified thing through Jeff, who's also uh, does a lot of our mixing and mastering is when you're mixing and mastering, it's always good to have a second set of ears to do the mastering. As long as they know kind of what you're going for, you know, they, they can help bring it alive a little yes. bit more. That's, so. that's, I've always thought is extremely important to me is that like, it's very easy when you're doing like DIY, like indie stuff to just yeah. be in your own little bubble and do everything, which yeah. there's value in that too. But I think that's important that at least some point in the process, somebody else yeah. takes a listen so yeah. that if they're like, Hey, did you know this really stupid thing has been in there since the beginning? And you're like, Oh, yeah. my, my bad. Yeah. Well, and then it's also one of those things where if there's like a hiss or something that isn't supposed to be in there, but you, you hear it. Um, if, even if you've gotten it out, it's still like that phantom noise where it's like, man, that's still in there. And then you give it to somebody else and it's like, I don't hear what you're talking about, you know? So yeah. it just kind of helps you get out of your own head that it's whatever, you know, like whatever issue you think's there is not really there. So yeah, that's, I've always thought that's a great way of working on something creatively and it doesn't have to be mastering or specifically or like mixing or something like that. But at some point, I think it's important for somebody else to get a listen to it and input creatively and be like, Hey, did you ever think about this? Cause it'd yeah. be, cause oftentimes I don't, and it's, it's nice to have someone else suggest it. Yeah, for sure. And especially when it's like a, a friend that has your, that, you know, has your best interest and they're not just trying to uh, put you in a, they're not just trying giving out advice that isn't warranted or whatever. It not yeah. in best interest, I guess is the best way I'm trying to describe. It's that. good to have a kind of like creative rapport and relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. If you do it a few times, which is nice so that, you know, like their tastes and their biases, they know yours. And so they are, you can have a full conversation about like the music and the sounds and all that stuff that you can mm -hmm. get something good out of it. And you don't have to, it's not, a matter of like opinion or anything like that, that you know exactly what the other person is good and knows about, and you can have a kind of a good dialogue. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you'd mentioned that you'd been, or you pretty much this year, kind of after you released your uh, album earlier in the year, uh, you took a step back and started playing with other musicians. How's the, um, or for other musicians, uh, how's uh, the show's been now that COVID starting to not be as big of a concern for a lot of people? Right. Uh, it's been good. I mean, uh, like, I think as we talked about before on, on this, like Nashville has been pretty open for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's been, we've been, you know, at a pretty high capacity for a while. So things have been chugging along pretty well. Um, 
but it's good. You know, there's still a good lot of people that, you know, if they didn't leave the house at all last year, you know, maybe now that, you know, people are like vaccinated or, you know, stuff is going down and whatnot. Like they're feeling like this is, they're finally going out on like trips again. So people are coming to Nashville that they have, that they've wanted to for a year and they couldn't yeah. be able to. So yeah. there's still, there is still a sense of some people's like, you know, release or, uh, you know, like this is their first time out in, you know, yeah. a, a long time. So it's, yeah. it's nice to still see, a little bit of extra like sparkle in the eyes, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and then uh, just so for kind of a recap, who have you, uh, who all have you been playing for or like, what kind, like well, guess like what kind of music has it all been more in the rock genre or wh- what kind of music have you been playing for uh, a couple different things in, in mostly in the pop rock ish, like sphere. Um, uh, I play for Meg, often and uh and when you have her on later i'm sure she'll have much to talk about because yeah. she's been playing a ton and by and then by association me and yeah. the rest of the band which has been super cool we got to go to florida for like a little okay. while awesome. um and do some stuff so i've been playing for her a ton i've been playing for a couple other like country, more like pop country yeah. people in nashville too uh as well as a couple other more like uh soul r&b bands which has been really cool um so uh, yeah mostly in like the pop rock you know, a couple different avenues of that, but, uh, it's all been really cool stuff. I've been lucky enough to play a lot of original music, you know, pe- stuff that people have written, um, and, uh, add a little bit of my own layering to it. And it's super cool. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Um, have you outside of just like the stuff that you've been playing, uh, have you been to any cool concerts recently? Uh, yeah, we just, <laughs> me and my, my, my friends, uh, actually just went on a, a little bit of like a concert ticket, uh, tear recently because yeah. there's so many people are going back on tour we're like let's go yeah. um so we went to i went to my first like metal show in okay a, in a while here in nashville which was super cool uh nice. that was a lot of fun um and you know most of the things that i i play are for other with other people there's like showcase kind of things yeah uh so you know like i, I will play for half an hour an hour or whatever but then there's going to be six other original bands, original artists playing. And I've gotten to see some really, really cool people that I had never heard, but then when I just like showed up to the gig, played it and then stuck around after and people just blew my mind. And I was like, wow, this is nuts. Yeah. And you touched on something very important there because I think it's uh, something that's underappreciated on the indie scene and that's sticking around for the other shows or the other acts because not only is it good to support them, but it's also you never know you might find your next favorite band and right. they were playing on the same bill as you. And, you know, there's been plenty of times where I've been to shows and the opener comes on and then they they're leaving as the next band is setting up. And yeah. Like, and, that, and and like, not only will you see good music, like, you know, mm-hmm. you'll find good musicians. It's just a really great networking thing. Cause you're, I mean, you're already there. Yeah. Most of the time they've seen you. So like, you know, if you're good, they'll be like, Hey, you're good. That's cool. So you have yeah. that connection. Yep. It's just good to, and just as a, as a decent thing to do, just supporting other artists, I think is good because I always like when people come to see me and I figure if I'm there to see them, that will also make them happy. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, I, I, when I go to shows like that, I also try and uh, support them just by buying whatever more. Like, obviously, you don't can't buy everybody's merch. You go broke that way. But, um, you know, just supporting them any way you can is really cool. And um, I, I went to uh, saw a red jumpsuit apparatus not too nice. long ago. That that was a killer show. It was like 
only 120 people in the crowd, but that crowd just felt like a big, big old stadium. Like the energy was insane. And uh, I was sitting in the back just kind of, cause I knew there was going to be like a mosh pit or something that breaks out because they had like a, a death metal band that was uh, like not co-headlining, but they were the second, second support or whatever yeah, yeah. support band uh and they were just like heavy super heavy and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go sit back here because there's about to be a mosh pit and i'm not getting caught up in that because i start swinging for my life and yeah that that's not good mosh pit etiquette <laughs> um but no like just the shows that i even i i haven't been to that many but the shows i've seen have been incredible so i'm, I'm really happy that shows are opening back up and yeah it's it's fun um but let's kind of transition into the main reason why we're here, which is to uh, raise awareness and funds for uh, pancreatic cancer research. Mm-hmm. Have you had any um, instances or family members diagnosed with pancreatic cancer or just cancer in general? Uh, yeah, I've had a handful of, of, of family members diagnosed with cancer. My grandfather actually uh, passed away from pancreatic cancer. Oh. Um, it was before I was born, so mm-hmm. I, I never got to meet him. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was that was a big thing for for uh, a big half of my family because uh, that was you know something that that's it's a big deal. So mm-hmm. this was you know so these things are, are important and they touch a lot of people whether whether we know it or not. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know it's one of those things where pancreatic cancer uh, it's gets diagnosed so late in the game because there's no real, and like I say this all the time, but there's no real symptoms until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Like my, for my mother, uh, she had back pains for a good little while beforehand, but she was 64 years old. So it was like, maybe it's arthritis, you know, it, like it wasn't severe back pain or anything. And then one day it just it was like a light switch. And she was like, I can't move. I need to go to the doctor. And they were like, Okay. Went to the doctor. It was like, Oh, you got a UTI. Okay. That doesn't explain anything, but let's give it a shot. And two days later she was back in the ER and with another doctor. And they're like, whoever said you had a UTI is a dumbass. <laughs> it's, it's essentially what they said. Yeah. Um, and so then she got transferred up and yeah, like three months later, like three months later, she was gone. So it was, uh, it was, a how it happened really quick. We were hoping that we would at least gotten a good chunk of time. Cause I know she really wanted to make it to the holidays. Like that, that was her favorite time of the year, but man, once she jumped off chemo, like chemo was killing her, like the chemo treatments that she was on, it was taking her longer and longer to recover from the chemo treatments until she said, I, I just can't do it anymore. So it's kind of where that one, that one ended up. So, um, so just to kind of bring that, just to kind of use that story to promote awareness and make sure you're getting yourself checked as you, if you don't feel right, it's that old adage, see something, say something. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, if you're interested in donating to the pancreatic cancer action network, which helps fund grants and, uh, clinical trials and stuff like that, Sorry, I just drank a soda before you came on. So it's like all <laughs> gassing up on me. Uh, we have the uh, donation link in the uh, in the uh, comment section below or the uh, description. So anybody out there that's listening, please feel free to share the links around and donate if you can. We really appreciate it. Yes, get so. yourself checked, especially uh, men. Get get your colonoscopies. Yep. Uh, I know nobody likes to do it, but uh, what do you, what do you, it's one of the most preventable forms of cancer uh, and you should just do it. Yep. And 
you know, they do put you to sleep. I did learn that one because that was my big concern was I, I don't want to be awake when that one happens. And everybody's like, no, they put you asleep. And I'm like, good. That's all yeah. I wanted to hear. So, um, but yeah, so now to kind of turn back to your music a little bit. Um, all right. So you're, you're kind of recapping. Um, you're in the writing process. W- what's kind of going through your mind right now as you're like writing for this next body of work? Um, well, it, uh, it, it depends a little bit. I've been, you know, for the more instrumental, like prog stuff, I've just kind of been noodling around trying to find different stuff. I've been, you know, uh, trying to play stuff that's outside of the regular, like four chord pop structure and whatnot. Yeah. Cause I've played that a lot for, for artists here for pop stuff, but yeah. I'm trying to branch out from that. So I'm trying to find stuff that doesn't sound like that. Um, just mess around until I find something that's a little different and then take it from there. And, um, for the more, uh, laid back folkier kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's been a good, t- this is the time to write it, I think. Cause it's like fall and winter stuff mm-hmm. is getting a little cold, you know, like there's all these, you know, it's darker and whatnot. And not to say that it's like, depress like it's not like super sad boy music but like you know there's a there's a sense of of wistfulness i think Mm -hmm. that comes with like fall something like that so i've just been trying to channel that into some kind of writing uh, as much as i can because i feel like that is good for that genre of music gotcha yeah that's you know just kind of experimenting is is always good um for the uh, prog rock project are you looking at that just kind of being you doing everything or are you looking to bring other players into this game? Uh, for right now, I'm mostly just doing it by myself, but I'm certainly open to getting more people in here. Uh, you know, I know a good handful of people that shred on all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So I would love to be able to jam with them. Um, even if the, like the quote unquote project is like me, I would love to have yeah. featured people, you know, have featured soloists or featured like mm-hmm. drummers and stuff yeah. like that. I think that would be really dope. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's where, I, I, we talked about this on the radio show several weeks back about um, the uh, ri- like uh, the rise of the musical project, like COVID brought on this rise of projects happening where mm-hmm. it's basically one person fronting the entire thing. And then everybody else is just kind of interchangeable pieces. So then that way, if you're right, if the lead singer or the face of the project's like, okay, we're going out on tour, who can run these shows, you know, who could play these shows. And then they just kind of interchange them as, mm-hmm. the, as the scheduling fits. So that that's always kind of an interesting concept. And I don't know if I agree with it or disagree with it, but you know, it's one of those things where we'll, we'll see how the music music industry kind of evolves. So. Yeah. It's certainly a way of, of, of doing things. You know, there's something you can, there's something you definitely get from collaboration, you know, being yeah. an actual quote unquote, like band and like regularly getting together and bouncing off of each other. Um, but you know, there's also something to be said for just sitting there and getting your singular vision across yeah. you know, as much as you can. So I think it's, it's nice to be able to do both. You know, it's nice that I have the opportunity to, to just do stuff. That's whatever, just in my head and I can mm-hmm. just do it and then call it a day. And yeah. there's other stuff, you know, I have been writing a good bunch with, with some people and, uh, playing out with Meg. We've been playing a lot of songs we wrote together and stuff like that. So um, there's more collaboration and bouncing off of each other. And we play with the, with the same group of musicians often. So we've yeah. gotten a good bit of rapport and we can have a, a, a nice synergized, I don't know yeah. if that's a word, but you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can work works. together with that. Yeah. 
That's and you know it, it's one of those things where you got a nice core of musicians that make up could make up multiple different project projects or bands or however you want to look at it, and it um you know it makes it easier to for you to go put on your own show. like if you want to go out and build out like a ten day tour or a ten date tour like whatever and build out your own bill you can travel with as minimal people as possible but have like interchangeable parts of the band. So it's like, you got the Meg project, you got your project, and then you got somebody else's project, but you're all kind of rotating in and out of each other's projects. Yeah. And it's nice to have people that you know, that you play with well together that you connect well with. So it's nice to have that kind of connection. Yeah. And it keeps, keeps expenses down pretty well. So that, yeah. Yeah. And not having to split money crazily, but you know, so. I remember uh, way back in the uh, way back, it was probably like five years ago. I saw uh, Intervals and Pliny, uh, mm-hmm. who were two Prague people. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, yeah, they were the same band. So oh, Intervals wow. is like, Intervals is one guy and Pliny is one guy. Yeah. And they just, they had the same rhythm section, uh, yeah. same drummer and bassist. And then the, when it was like one of their headlining sets, the other guy played rhythm guitar. Oh, wow. And then they just switched. And I was like, this is rad. That's got to suck for the uh, other two musicians. I got to essentially pull double duty, but yeah. <laughs> but I found out later, they also played on like all their records and like the bassist was the mixer and like the producer. So I was like, Oh, you, you do this a lot. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. It's not a one-off thing. That's cool. Um, so one of the things that we've been doing the entire throughout this entire fundraiser is everybody that comes on, gets a spin of our random question generator. Oh, excellent. So if you're ready, I have your question for you. Let's do it. Why do movie theaters still exist? Because I think there is something to, to an experience of seeing a movie in the full, uh, you know, the full surround sound and the high def and the whatnot that is really hard and expensive to get in your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also it's kind of like a, going to a secondary location for anything is, is somehow a little different, a little special because you're yeah. not doing it at home. So even if you're just going to a movie by yourself, you're still going to a place to see a thing in a different experience than you would elsewhere. So that's why I think so. Um, uh, will I, will they become less of a thing? I think probably, I mm-hmm. think that's happening What with all of the Disney plus and the HBO max and whatnot, but I think they're always going to be around. They might become a little bit more, I don't want to say like elitist, but like, you know, only like for the really like fancy, like, you know, top notch audio and visual and like stuff like all the IMAX, whatnot. So maybe that will be the only thing left eventually. But I think that experience will still always be there. I I think it'll be end up being more like a boutique thing that happens. So you're not going to see other than like the IMAX theaters and stuff like that. You're not going to see um like amc chains anymore it's gonna be like oh hey you've got the nashville movie theater you know like whatever it is or like alamo draft house or you know just stuff like that where it's a little bit smaller and they're playing felt like just yeah it's gonna be less commercialized i think yeah might get a little more artsy i guess which yeah. and, and like that that market already exists there's already mm-hmm. small like indie theaters that only play like art art movies and what like yeah. that so they might become 
the more prominent strain eventually. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I do see that. But, Belfort um, Theater I, in Nashville. Shameless plug. Yeah. If, nice. if there's any film buffs in Nashville, go to that. Awesome. I will have to check that out next time I'm in Nashville. Um, but once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute blast catching up with you. Um, if anybody wants to check out your music or anything you got going on, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? It's on all of the streaming uh, platforms. Leighton Thomas, uh, Leighton, like Me- Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl. Uh, that's on all of the Spotify and Apple music and whatnot. There's also, I'm not going to talk about it a ton because she's going to be on later, but Meg Riley's new song, I actually produced and mixed and played on. Uh, so if you want something that's a little different, you can check that out. Uh, why am I always doing this just came out on Friday. Thanks. And uh, that's my first, not my first song that came out that produced uh, that I produced. I did mm-hmm. another one earlier this year, but um, there's a couple more coming out uh, in the next few months. So more stuff that I had a hand in that isn't me. So if you have something uh, against me person, uh, personally, but still like my work, you can see other stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for jumping on here. Really appreciate it. Look forward to having you on the podcast again in the future. And uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll do it with one of the upcoming releases that you got coming on. So um, once again, thank you so much. And anybody that's out there watching, if you're interested in donating to the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, the links are in the description below or in the uh, chat box to, I think it's this direction. But um, yeah, once again, Leighton, thank you so much for jumping on and we will catch you all later. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yep. And we have, who do we have coming up? We have Meredith coming up in a little bit. So we'll be right back. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yep. All right. Don't report. Awesome. All right. And we will be back here in a few minutes.